Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast. Are you ready to reject diet culture without rejecting your health? Do you want to feel a sense of peace around food and your body while also creating habits that will help you feel your best each day? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian, a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and a middle-aged mom. Not long ago, I felt like I was at war with my body. I believed I needed to reach some arbitrary goal weight to be healthy and happy. But one day, God helped me realize that I was focused on the wrong thing. So I began to treat my body with the love and respect it deserves through both my thoughts and my actions. And that new focus has made all of the difference. Now I love helping other women find true health for themselves so they can enjoy more energy, better moods, and greater peace in their own lives. I'm excited to get started, so let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Before we get started with today's episode, last week I promised that I would tell you all about my new program, which I'm so excited about. It is called Food and Body Confidence, and it's a nine-week program, and it includes full lifetime access to my Health Through Habits course, which includes 11 modules plus bonuses. It comes with tons of video lessons and a printable workbook, tons of cheat sheets and meal ideas and assessments and just lots of goodies. Plus, as part of this program, you will get weekly one-on-one calls with yours truly to help move you along through the modules. I'll provide encouragement and support and accountability. I'm going to answer any questions you have, help you create realistic goals, just help in every possible way that I can. So I'm so excited to work a little more closely one-on-one with some of you. Doors to the Food and Body Confidence program open today. This is August 30th. They opened this morning, and they're going to close at midnight on September 16th. The program starts on September 18th and goes through November 19th. So doors close the 16th. Program starts two days later. Ends right before the craziness of the holidays set in. So you'll be able to go into the holidays with Food and Body Confidence this year And this program will not be offered again anytime this year. So if it sounds like something you might want to do, then for sure jump on. Spots are definitely very limited since I'm doing the one-on-one calls. I only have so many hours in my day available for those. I don't recommend waiting until September 16th to sign up. The sooner the better to make sure that there's still spots available. So if you are interested, if you're ready to turn all the things you've been learning in this podcast into actually doing and eventually becoming the body confident, food confident woman that you want to, go to jennawaitcom slash programs and you can check it all out and sign up there. Okay, so on to today's episode. What is this one thing that can drastically increase your chances of succeeding, reaching a goal, improving performance, getting healthier, all of those things. There's this magical concept. <laughs> Starts with the letter A. It is accountability. Accountability is basically when you're willing to have your actions, either your past actions or your present ones, observed by others or by yourself. As author Gretchen Rubin put it, she said, We do better when someone's watching, even when we're the ones doing the watching. So there's two basic types of accountability. There's external accountability when you're accountable to somebody else and then there's internal accountability or or self-accountability 
And as we're going to discuss a little later, most people are good at being accountable to themselves for some things, but not other things. For example, you might be really good at holding yourself accountable for making dinner every day, but maybe you're not as good at speaking kindly about yourself and your body. Once we work really hard on a behavior, then it becomes routine, it becomes habit, and then we often don't need accountability as much. But particularly when we're first trying to create a new habit or routine, accountability is crucial. The concept is really simple, but it's not always easy. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I often resist the thought of being held accountable. So why is that? Why can accountability be so hard? I mean, most people know that it's useful, right? You've probably heard it before. You've probably been taught that it's important, but we still tend to shy away from it. It's kind of like getting feedback. We know that getting feedback is super helpful if we want to progress and improve, but it can still be difficult to take and certainly difficult to ask for feedback from other people. I think accountability is so hard, number one, because as we talked about last week and last, the last week's episode, our brains are resistant to change for various reasons. And when we are being held accountable, it means that we are pushing ourselves to change. It means that we're more likely actually to change and to grow and improve. And our lower brains can kind of resist that initially. Accountability also requires effort. If you're using an accountability partner, finding an external source of accountability, then you have to find somebody to be the partner, and then you have to stay in communication with them. It requires some human interaction, and it might even involve some risk in becoming vulnerable and sharing some of our faults and some of our flaws and weaknesses, and that can be uncomfortable and feel a little bit scary. Another reason it's hard is because many women feel shame or unnecessary guilt when they don't do what they said that they're going to do. They make it mean a bunch of things about them as a person and how horrible they are. And so they might be worried that their accountability partner is going to also shame them and think that they're a terrible person for not doing what they said they would. Being accountable requires us to be self-aware. It requires us to take responsibility for our actions rather than maybe making excuses or blaming other people or our circumstances for why we didn't do such and such, or even just kind of simply ignoring, turning a blind eye to some of the things that we're doing. It's definitely easier in a lot of ways to ourselves if we're not even aware of how we're falling short or not progressing towards a goal. As the saying goes, ignorance is bliss. And sometimes we just want to stay in that ignorance, and that's understandable. But of course, that doesn't help us move forward. It doesn't help us progress and achieve the goals that we have set for ourselves. So why is accountability so useful? Why does it work so well? Honestly, I was really surprised to find one statistic that I saw. It was a study done by the American Society of Training and Development, and it said that you're actually 95% more likely to succeed by simply directing accountability to a third party, to an external source. That's a pretty high percentage. (laughs) I found other statistics that weren't quite that high, but being accountable to somebody else has definitely been found to be very effective. So let's talk first about that type of accountability, about that external accountability. 
there are basically two kind of groups of these external sources of accountability. The first group is people who are going to help teach you and lead and guide you while also offering accountability. So this group includes people like teachers, professionals, uh, maybe parents, bosses, especially if you're new at a job. These are people that have some skills and knowledge that maybe you don't have yet, and they're going to help kind of guide you towards your goal. For example, let's say you want to learn how to play a new instrument, but you have no idea how to play that instrument, or maybe you have a little bit of knowledge, but you know that you still have some learning to do, some skills to develop. It probably wouldn't be the best idea to try and learn that instrument on your own. You might develop some bad habits. I know with harp, I teach the harp, and if you don't have the right hand position, you can do some major damage to your hands and your fingers, and it's really, really hard to teach yourself how to play that instrument in particular completely on your own. But not only that, a teacher is going to help keep you practicing, right? They're going to hold you accountable to actually practicing and progressing and moving forward I have a 16-year-old son who suddenly decided that he wanted to learn how to play the accordion. And so he was super excited. He did a bunch of research and looked online to see if he wanted to buy one there and then ended up calling around to a bunch of thrift stores in town and ended up finding one there for a good price. Got it home. He cleaned it all up, played around with it for a little bit, bought some music books. And that was about a month ago, and the accordion has just been sitting in his room (laughs) collecting dust because he doesn't have a teacher. He doesn't have anybody to help teach him how to play, but also be pushing him along, making sure that he's actually learning how to play this thing. So we're working on getting an online teacher for him. And I contrast that with my nine-year-old son, who is taking piano lessons at the moment, and he's mastering a song almost every week. He's practicing regularly because his teacher is going to be asking him how his practicing went, and he's progressing very quickly. So that's kind of an easy way to see how turning to a professional of some sort can not only help you progress, but also hold you accountable while you're progressing. Now, if you don't need any teaching or guiding, you already know exactly what you want to do and have all of the tools and the knowledge that you need to reach your goal, you just need somebody to kind of report to, then that is this second group of external sources of accountability. So these are people like friends or siblings, maybe your husband or kids even, maybe you have like a life coach of some sort. And these, this group can help guide to a, and teach to a degree, but often not to the extent of those in the first group. A lot of times people will even work together as each other's accountability partners. So I'll help push you towards your goal and you help push me towards mine. We'll do it together. So why can these two groups of external accountability partners or even small groups, accountability groups, be so helpful? Well, first of all, we are social beings. We generally care about what others think of us. We don't want to let other people down or disappoint them. We have a bit of pride (laughs) that pushes us when others are watching. Uh, We're generally good at following through on commitments to other people. And studies have shown that we actually perform a lot better under observation. There's actually something called the Hawthorne effect. Maybe you've heard of it, but this just means that people make better choices and perform at higher levels when they know that they're being watched by other people. It's also called the observer effect sometimes. 
And it's actually a term that was coined back in the 1950s. There was a study being done at an electric factory near Chicago, and they were trying to see if if workers would be more productive in higher or lower levels of light. So they were testing the workers with these various levels of light, and the researchers noticed that the workers' overall productivity drastically improved when the study began, and then it decreased when the study ended. And this was true for workers in the higher and lower levels of light. It was just across the board. And so they discovered that this increase in productivity was a direct result of just being watched, being watched by the researchers in general, being observed while they were working. And in the 70 years since this experiment was done, this same idea has been tested over and over and over, and it always comes out to the same results, that people perform better when they're being watched or being held accountable in some way. Other benefits of having an accountability partner are that you can get honest feedback. Other people outside of the situation might have a clearer picture of what's going on. They might see things through a different lens with different life experiences. So they can help give advice and help you problem solve if needed. They can also provide support and encouragement to keep going even when things are getting hard. They might be able to share their own successes and failures, which could help you feel more normal and less alone. can also help you avoid some common mistakes, especially if you have someone who's further down the path than you. They can share where they messed up so that you can avoid doing the same thing. And also experts can detect when you might even be heading down a dangerous path, such as developing an eating disorder or doing something that's going to damage your metabolism or harm your health in some way. And they can help you nip those things in the bud before they become an issue. Your partner can also help you keep focused on your goals. You're a lot less likely to procrastinate or to, to let things slide. They can help give us extra motivation for following through on commitments and promises that we've made to ourselves. For some reason, at least I find in my life, it's a lot easier to keep commitments to others than it is to keep them to myself. You might not realize it, but you actually, you listening to this podcast right now, actually help hold me accountable to this podcast because I know that there are people out there that are waiting for and expecting new episodes each week. That helps kind of push me to make sure that I'm putting out new episodes. If it were just up for me, if I were doing this for myself and not for my listeners, then there'd be plenty of weeks that I'd probably say, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too tired, not in the mood, I can't think of anything anything to say. (laughs) But because I know I have listeners, and many of you have been kind enough to send messages and leave reviews of how the podcast is helping, then that pushes me to want to continue going with it and put new episodes out each week if possible. And finally, and this is a very, very important one, having an accountability partner or a group gives you somebody or multiple people to celebrate with. They can help point out what you're doing right and help you celebrate your wins. We often aren't very good at doing this for ourselves, so it can be nice to have somebody else outside of ourselves that help us see those wins and can congratulate us and celebrate with us. So how do you go about choosing an accountability partner? You need to be very, very careful who you choose. You can't just choose anybody for this job. You've got to find somebody who will gently push you towards your goals without full-on shoving you down the road. You don't want someone who's going to judge you or belittle you when you mess up because nobody is perfect and there will be mess-ups. 
You want people who will be kind and supportive and uplifting. And even if a little tough love is needed on occasion, that's fine. But your accountability partner should still be able to give that to you in a kind and gentle way. Now, maybe there are people out there who would prefer or respond better to someone who is more tough and militant in their style. But most of us are already so hard on ourselves. We really don't need our accountability partner to be hard on us as well. So that's the external source of accountability. Now let's talk about more of an internal, personal, self-accountability model. This can be really helpful too. It might not be as helpful or effective in some cases, but it's certainly better than having no accountability at all. It's kind of a good, better, best thing here. And in other cases, it actually might be even better than having an external accountability partner. Maybe the thought of having somebody else hold you accountable is just too stressful or feels like too much pressure or you feel like it would cause you too much shame. Maybe it's hard to find somebody that you trust enough with that role. Um, It can be nice to not have to rely on somebody else to help keep you pushing. If you can be that person to keep yourself pushing, then that's wonderful. Oftentimes I've found in my life that I might need to start with having an external source of accountability, but over time that kind of can shift to more self-accountability as I, again, establish habits or become more comfortable with the changes I'm making, then I become better at just holding myself more accountable. You see this a lot with kids. As they get older and more responsible, their parents can kind of let go of the reins a little bit and help them become more self-accountable rather than having to constantly check in on them and hound them to make sure they're doing their homework and brushing their teeth and all those things. They can start getting getting more self-accountable. I've also noticed in my life that sometimes I go back and forth. I mentioned last week that I've kind of been slowing down with my movement. Normally, I'm very self-motivated in that area, but lately I've been struggling a little bit And so I've been taking advantage of group classes to kind of help push me a little bit harder. Now, eventually I might decide I'm doing fine and go it alone again. I've also recently been working on trying to cut down a little more on sugar in my life. And initially I had some external accountability partners. My sister and my sister-in-law were really helpful. We would all check in with each other every night for a while to see how the day went, to see how we were doing with our goals, with not overdoing it too much on sugar. And that was super helpful, but I eventually ended up switching to a really effective system that I created for how to be more self-accountable. And so I don't need those nightly texts anymore. I'm good on my own for now. And it's working well, but maybe someday I might need to go back to an external accountability partner for that or for something else I might be struggling with. So what might it look like to be self-accountable? Because even in that case, I think you still need a plan. I don't think you can just wing it and say, okay, I'm going to be accountable to myself without having any sort of a system set up. I personally love to take advantage of technology. You can set alarms in your phone. You can schedule things in your calendar. You can use an app or a goal tracker. I love spreadsheets, so I like to create spreadsheets for myself and track things there. There are so many different ways that you can track your progress and you can look back and see how you did the last week or the last month. And that can be really helpful in keeping yourself accountable. And it's also very important that you set a regular time. Maybe it's every night or once a week or whatever you will choose to evaluate, see if there's any course correcting you need to take 
And also to congratulate yourself, reward yourself, just take a minute to celebrate and feel good when you did do those things that you said you were going to do. This is so important to ensure that you're going to keep going. So just a few more important things to remember for both types of accountability, be it external or internal. As with any time that you're creating a goal or making a plan, make sure that you create reasonable, specific expectations that are within your control. So for example, if you've been struggling with body image and want to make a goal to work on that, then don't say, okay, I'm only going to say kind things to myself about my body all week long. (laughs) Instead, it might be more reasonable to say, I'm going to try to say one nice thing about my body while looking in the mirror every time I brush my teeth. When it comes to making it specific, don't tell your accountability partner, I just want to work out more. Tell them, I'm making a plan to exercise two days a week for 30 to 45 minutes. Will you please check in and make make sure I did that? And for something within your control, please don't tell your accountability partner or yourself, I want to lose 10 pounds. That is not in your direct control. Maybe you say, I want to eat three different types of produce Monday through Friday. Please choose goals that you actually have control over. And finally, please choose just one, maybe two things at a time that you're going to be held accountable for from either yourself or from somebody else. Please don't have a list of 10 different things you want your accountability partner to check on every week. It's so much easier to just start with a couple. Wait, once you have those down, then you can add more. So just to wrap up, using a combination of both external and internal sources of accountability can seriously be a game changer for our health and for actually following through on the plans and the goals that we make for ourselves. Now, I personally believe that ultimately we are going to be held accountable before God for how we treat our bodies. Now, please, please don't misunderstand me. This does not mean that we need to feel guilty every time we do something that might harm our bodies or for things we've done in the past. But I do think that it's important that we're at least trying to take care of the amazing gift of our bodies that we've been given. Just like I'm accountable for how I treat my kids. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be a perfect parent and do everything perfectly, but I know I'm still trying. I'm trying my best. And I truly believe that God wants to help us if we'll ask. He can be our ultimate accountability partner. He can give encouragement and provide correction where needed and help us feel love and support as we stumble our way through trying to improve and change. I have definitely felt all of those things in my life as I've tried to improve my health, tried to improve my body image. When I turn to him and when I make myself more accountable to him, I have without a doubt been helped along the way. So even though it might be uncomfortable at times, I really encourage you to look for ways that you can hold yourself more accountable. Of course, I'm here to help if you want me to be one of those ways, but whether it's me or someone else, just commit to finding somebody that can help with accountability in your life. Also, I just realized I didn't mention it earlier, but one of the bonuses that come with my Health Through Habits course and with the Food and Body Confidence program is that you get a free buddy pass. So you can give a friend or a family member free access to the course so that you can go through together. Now that person won't be getting the weekly one-on-one calls, but they can go through all the modules along with you and you can help offer accountability and support to each other if you'd like to do it together. So if you don't think that you really need the weekly one-on-one calls with me 
or if the program ends up selling out, then you can still get just the course and use that buddy pass to find an accountability partner as you go through. Once again, all that information is at genoate.com slash programs. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.